This is an AMI podcast. The moment you doubt whether you can fly, you cease forever to be able to do it. Welcome, this is AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks, and I'm your host, Ramia Amuthan. Starting with that weekly quote that you just heard by J.M. Barry, it's from Peter Pan. Oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, full disclosure, the more quotes I find from children's novels, because that's what we're featuring this month, it's back to school month, people. Don't cover your ears. It's okay. We're enjoying it. We're embracing back to school month. But here we go. So the more (laughs) quotes that I read from children's books and children's stories um, and and hear the titles, the more I remember that I didn't read a lot of children's books growing up here. Um, Because though I grew up in Canada, most of my childhood was spent here. A lot of my familiarity with children's literature is through Sri Lankan, Tamil, Um, language and translations, some of it, but most of it was storytelling of Thummer literature. So I look at this now as an adult and I go, Peter Pan. I never read that. I don't even think I watched the Disney movie. So I'm turning it over to Nisreen. Nisreen, did you read Peter Pan at all or check out the Disney Peter Pan? I only checked out the Disney. Okay. I yeah, I never got into the book, and I feel so guilty for saying that. I can't believe I never thought of it. Thought that, about uh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just uh, tell everybody. Most Disney stuff, some of it, but most of it, um, are books first. So, mm. check out the books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds. Check out the books. Yeah. I feel like there's a like a, a collaborative book collection of just one book of a bunch of Disney stories. There has to be, right? Maybe. I feel like there's a, a bunch of Disney stories in just one book. I'm going to have to search this up. And if we find one, I'm going to order one today. And you know, on I'll keep you posted. Please yeah. do. And on Disney Plus, the streaming service, they should mm-hmm. put up a category that is, these were books first. You know, books turn oh. to screen plays or whatever email disney plus yeah this idea i feel like this is already a thing on netflix anyways but they should do it on disney plus because yeah Yeah. there would be a ton right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure okay this is us speculating (laughs) so much love it audiobook review exactly let's check out the sila homepage. we love doing this c-e-l-a library.ca that's the center for equitable library access three titles up there you made a fool of death with your beauty by Akwiki Amizi, and this is a contemporary romance. The second one is River of the Gods by Candace Millard, Adventurers and Explorers. Check this one out. All the Things We Don't Talk About by Amy Felkin. Uh, All the Things We Don't Talk About by Amy Feltman. This is a family stories category, and that's it up there. We're not chatting about this last one today, but we will get to it soon. Okay, that's heads up for next week. Maybe, maybe just a teaser. Um, Nazreen, we're celebrating something today. You know, it's been 50 weeks since we started AMI Audiobook Review. No way. Yeah, this is our 50th episode. We're a weekly podcast, so wow. we're on episode 50. Shout out to us. We've had conversations. We did it. Yes. <laughs> uh, we always look back at the first episode or like the first week and yeah. we're like, oh my God. 
we were so nervous back then mm-hmm. of just starting it out. I know. And we're not going to play a clip because we don't do no, that. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. <laughs> but, we, this is secrecy, okay? Yeah, like exactly. you, you can't look back. Yeah, we move forward. episodes later, how do we feel now? You know, only a tad bit nervous, but mostly good. I feel... I feel growth. I feel strength. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel yeah. like I've entered a whole new world in audiobooks. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm always reading audiobook news, which is insane. I know. So Stepping it it's up. nice. It's nice. Yes. I feel like I'm part of the audiobook family officially. When Ooh. I started out, I didn't feel like that. So it's, it's nice. You are definitely part of the audiobook family, you know, giving us news all the time and getting involved in the conversations and even asking the questions like, was this movie a book already? You know what I mean? Like this was a, yeah. this was a good, like you said, a great growth, great learning curves. And we've had conversations, like 50 conversations with 50 guests and contributors. And it's been uh, so fun so far. And we're not telling you that we're leaving or going anywhere. We're just letting you know we're at 50 and we're uh, very excited to keep going. And Nisreen, speaking of your role, you have What's Trending. I got something exciting for us today. So (laughs) Kevin Hart is buffing up his brand as a motivational speaker. The comedian, actor, producer, entrepreneur will release a new audiobook called Monsters and How to Tame Them taking charge of the voices in your head. Whoa. And it, it is, yeah, it is set to release next month on Audible. In the forthcoming title, Heart promises to help you slay the negative self-talk monsters that keep you from living your best life. All wrapped in his signature, honesty, hilarious voice, and adept storytelling, according to Audible. And we know that he has a natural hilarious voice and a natural motivational speaker voice. So I'm really excited about this. His audiobook identifies a series of mental gremlins and strategies on dealing with them, including the control monster in you. So that means the need to control everyone and everything around you. The comparison monster, which means benchmarking yourself against others, leading to irrational jealousy. And lastly, approval monster, which means the nagging feeling of wanting approval from the entire world. So I need to ask you, because I, I can identify one uh, mental gremlin in my head, and I, this is great to strategize on dealing with them. So the inner monster in me between control, comparison, and approval is control and comparison for me. Oh, for me, I think it's, yeah, a little bit of all three I could honestly relate to, but probably control being the the one that really stands out. Um, The need for control, right? That's what that is? Yeah, the need need to control things and everything around you. But mainly for me is comparison. I do tend to compare myself to other people and think, you know, um, I'm not, that good. I I need to be better. I'm not doing good enough. I'm always, you know, bringing myself down at times. You know, this is us being human. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're working on ourselves. Like this is um, me being honest. And um, yeah. You know what? I totally acknowledge what you're saying. We're all human. We're all kind of going through it. And then the big thing is flipping this back to what's actually going on, which is Kevin Hart 
You know, he's yeah. coming out with all of this information and uh, yeah. uh, psychology and dealing. And I, I think it's so not, I don't, don't want to say unique, but I think it's so uh, helpful for him because he's a mm-hmm. stand-up comedian. Like, we know him as the funny guy. And even if you hear him in interviews and stuff, like, he's got a lot going on. But his personality yeah. is so flamboyant. And to think that he's going to talk about some real personal stuff and put vulnerability right out on the table for us is yeah. um, going to be something yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Yeah. So it is set to release September 15th, 2022, next month. And I think when it comes out, we should we should take a look yeah. at it even deeper and see and review it eventually when it comes out. This is AMI Audiobook Review. I'm your host, Ramia Amadhan, and thanks for joining us. If you have any recommendations you'd want us to tell everybody on the show, then you can send us those recommendations via phone, 1-866-509-4545, or via email, feedback at ami.ca. We can take some of your commentary there. And uh, please, if you want us to play an actual message on air, give us permission to do that. So... It's the time of the month where we want to go through another Know Your Narrator segment. This is brought to us by Sarah Hillis, and she's got the pick for August. Sarah, first of all, how's your reading going? How's the month? Yeah, pretty pretty good. I'm rereading a lot of books, actually, uh, one of which is narrated by the author, uh, which is sometimes hit or miss, but you know, this one's pretty good. So Okay. Well, tell us who the pick is, um, and then we can get right into it. Well, I've chosen uh, Davina Porter, uh, who is most often associated with the Recorded Books audio company, but I think she's worked with other companies as well. Many people will know her as the voice of Claire in the Outlander Oh yeah, novels, right? Yeah. And, uh, so, Well, first of all, I mean... Um... So many people read the Outlander series. Like we got, we got to start there. That in audio format, I mean, and love it. Uh, are you one of them? Oh yeah, I'm okay. still stuck in book six, but it's not because of Davina's narration at all. It's just that I keep reading other things instead. But. Okay, no worries. Yeah. We're not going to hold it against you, or at least like, the, the people who are loving Outlander are not going to hold it against you. No, I love, I love the series. It's yeah. Great. Awesome. Okay, so um, where should we start with, like, do you want to describe maybe a little bit of her voice to us? Is that doable? Yeah. Or like, the I'd, kind I'd, of thing she does? I'd say that uh, Davina Porter's voice is, it's very musical, um, very light, I guess you could call it, um, and lilting, I suppose. She's a, she's from England originally, so she's got that lovely accent that we yeah. all like, a very sort of cultivated accent, but she can do lots of other accents too. And speaking of voice, she actually said on an interview, I, I, I heard actually, which was really cool, uh, that she, uh, she uses her, her voice, her old lady voice, to emphasize her elderliness sometimes when she's trying to get through lines or something. She doesn't okay. sound like that, really, but she <laughs> sometimes does that. It's a different type of performance, right, than, like, doing the voice changes or putting on accents, but there's a performance in that as well. Yeah. I don't know if she was joking or not, but I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, that's awesome. And um, one of the 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 biggest, I guess, reasons for timeliness of um, picking Davina is her announcement that she made recently. 
Yeah, she has decided that the Ninth Outlander book is her last official book. Um, she's not going to be a working narrator anymore. She she said if a really good one came along, she might consider doing one more, but she's basically retiring. Uh, she wanted to go out on a high note. It's been, she's over 30 years, uh, 35 years or something like this. 37, I guess. Of her career? Uh, when she started doing this, yeah. Wow. Uh, she started in 85, so... That's pretty long. And she's done, yeah. obviously, more than Outlander. But this is not the end of the uh, Outlander series, though, no? No. Okay. And uh, I, I seriously hope they can find a really good narrator to take up the mantle. But I don't know, you know, because she be she's, she's Claire and she loves Claire. She wants to be Claire. <laughs> <laughs> she just thinks she's great. And, uh, yeah. So... Because we know that she's done after Book Nine, like that was it, and and when Book Nine was coming out, everybody was on it. Um, but we know that the Outlander series itself is not going to be done yet. I mean, I think a lot of people are gonna uh, grieve that she's not going to be the narrator. But do you, what do you think, like personally, right, as a, a fan of the series? Do you think that they would just pick another narrator that sounds? like her or could give that same type of performance it's going to be big shoes to step in obviously or do you think they'll go a totally different route for the audiobooks i would hope that they keep a similar sound uh to to the to the the narrator um nothing no one can be divina but you know i think they could find someone that would do a good job mm. um but yeah we'll have to see uh, cuz yeah it's it's hard when you lose a narrator from a series it's really hard yeah, yeah, it it is, and and I wonder if they have somebody else doing the next book. Do you know if the tenth is the final one? I don't know if it'll be the final one, and I have no idea when it's coming out either. So. Okay, okay, could be another seven years, probably. <laughs> no, I don't know. I know, um, but it it does make me curious because then if somebody else reads the next one, are they going to make that narrator read the first, second, third, fourth, all the way up to the tenth as well? This has happened, and I would. And but hope not because yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It seems like a lot of money to spend. I know, right? Exactly. But okay, so tell us um, more about the narrator. Like, how much has she actually done? Well, she has been an actress, a stage actress primarily, in fact, well, exclusively. And she's done this voice uh, audiobook narration too. And she, I, I, I'm not sure if I'm right about this, but I think I read she might have narrated 400 books. But that that sounds a lot, but that might be true because mm. some of them are shorter, obviously, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and she's narrated uh, classics like um, my favorite one is Tess of the D'Urbervilles. I love that book anyway. It's Thomas Hardy. It's you know I'm an English nerd, so you know, um, love her performance of that. Uh, she really brought Tess to to life. It's easy not to, I think, right? Uh, but she she did a good job of that. And uh, she's done histories and she's done satire type stuff and comedies and mysteries and and um, whatever Outlander is because it's like all bunches of genres <laughs> all at once. Uh, and uh, my, I first encountered her with The Mists of Avalon by Marion Zimmer Bradley. And I had read it just on my computer with like I'd scanned the book and read it uh -huh. in my university days. And I found this recording and I was like, this is exactly the type of voice this recording should have. And uh -huh. I was so excited. So, yeah. And so did you follow her since that, like since your first encounter or it just popped up that she was also doing Outlander? 
Uh, no, I didn't really follow her um, precisely because uh, I didn't. I I had I didn't have uh, Audible at that point or anything like that. But but uh, every time I saw that she was narrating a book, I was like, ooh, let's get that book. You know, mm-hmm. that's thing. So okay, yeah, got it. And she's also um got a lot of awards, accolades. Uh, yeah, she's won some Audis. I don't even. There, I can't even name them all. There's so many. She's won some Audis and some Earphones awards from Audiophile magazine. Mm. She's one of Audiophile's Golden Voices, which is apparently a very big deal <laughs> in, the, in the world of audiobookness. Uh-huh. Uh, she's won. Uh, she's in the Narrators Hall of Fame. That I didn't know she, was a thing. I I didn't either. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, she's also. Well, I'm I'm curious for you, uh, because she's done you know mostly I guess thrillers or suspense that kind of thing, and then she's done a couple of all kinds of other stuff. Does she ever talk about what she preferred to narrate? Yeah, um, well, she didn't really say genre wise, but I know she she finds it very difficult to read sex scenes, even if they're tastefully done. She just finds it really hard to you know name the parts and things like that okay and uh and she really she will read violence but she doesn't like it really makes her it makes it hard for her like she's upset by the violence mm. but she takes it as part of her job so but i think she really likes really good dialogue and 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 really wonderful narration and, and description and stuff like that for sure she likes to go to town on those yeah and uh, yeah um i'm always curious about that yeah, just, me just, too. Yeah, just like your preference, right? Because of course, professionally, they they'll do most of what comes their way. I'm assuming, or you know, you're doing a whole series. You know, you're going to be the narrator uh, for the upcoming, unless you obviously say, "No, I'm retiring." Sorry, um, but but then you're if you're not a fan of certain scenes, certain characters, even or or the writing itself, um, it must be difficult. And these books are long, like yeah. long, long. Yeah, and she she says very clearly that like her job is not to judge the book. Her job is to bring it to life for whoever might like the book, mm. even if she thinks the book is really bad. That's not her job to to read it listlessly or, you know, she she should she puts the same preparation in for every book she does and she prepares a lot. Like how? She reads the book like many 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 times. Oh my. Um she makes tons of notes. She sometimes disagrees with her producers on pronunciations, like because <laughs> they they want it to be understandable and she wants it to be authentic. Oh you know, my that sort God. Of thing. that's awesome. Uh, she's she's very prim and proper, but she's quite funny as well. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the interview, as I say, it's from behind the mic, which is an audiophile magazine podcast, and it was just great. It was such a cool interview, right? And <laughs> she does um, do do more, right? Like, doesn't she sometimes visit places? Yeah, when she's in the neighborhood, uh, if, like she was in Scotland one time, and she and she wanted to visit uh, this place in an Alexander McCall Smith novel. She's done a series of um, the Sunday Philosophers Club series, and she wanted to go to this uh, street in Edinburgh. And the cab driver was sort of like, "Are you sure you want to go here? Like, like it's kind of why are you going here?" And then she explained, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Alexander McCall Smith, because he he knows who he is, and he was very happy to show her around after that." And, right. Uh, that would be really uh, a fun um, documentary, right? Like, I think this stuff would look so awesome or or feel so awesome to learn about um, the prep, especially for someone like Davina, who's 
totally embracing every part of it. Uh, and then we're talking about studio too, right? Being able to sit in studio and do hours of recording at a time. Yeah, she uh, she learned how to sit very still uh, because, of course, all your clothes make noises and your stomach can make noises <laughs> and uh, and things like that. So she learned and it, it takes it out of you. I mean, as a musician, you know this. And as a DJ, I know this and a musician. It takes a lot out of you just to sit in front of a microphone for that long. Yeah. And you're you're just tired at the end of the day, but yeah. um, no, she 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 learned, and uh, she she says she has good lung capacity because she trained as an athletic swimmer when she was young and into her university days, sort of thing. Well, look at that. <laughs> who knew who knew that your swimming uh, lessons would pay off in such a, a spin, a twist? If you yeah, know. yeah, uh, yeah. She's turning. She's 84, I believe now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of don't blame her for retiring. No, no, <laughs> I don't either. I'll be sad to not hear her do Outlander, but right. You know. <laughs> but we'll deal. We'll find somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she had training in theater as well, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she she played in some Oscar Wilde plays and Agatha Christie plays and things like that. Uh, most of the, most of her stage career, and and she she now likes the studio work better because um. She finds it harder to think on her feet than she used to. And if someone misses a cue, like she she just finds it harder to cover for them. So she she likes the studio because mm. she can have like control over every aspect of the performance. And You know what? That's something really unique that um, I never really expressed very well myself, but it's something that I can relate to. When you're doing something on your own, you're kind of, you know, the outtakes or the retakes or having to fill something in that you missed is just totally on you. If you know yourself and your performance well enough, um, which a professional like her would obviously. Um, but when you're doing the conversation or dialogue, it's totally different. Yeah, exactly. Well, and on stage, there's all these other things in the studio. You're just sitting. <laughs> not, yeah. Not yeah. to make sitting sound like a an easy thing to do. Uh, do you know if she listens to audiobooks herself, Sarah? She does not. Oh. She doesn't listen. To, she never has. Uh, That's disappointing. She she never listens to herself, that's for sure. And I okay. can completely understand that sentiment, yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, just doesn't want to get discouraged. Oh, I made a mistake there. And oh, why should I do this? I, I'm probably not very good at this. And so she doesn't listen to herself and she doesn't listen to audiobooks in general because she feels like she would just critique them all the time. True. And then, um, do you know if she's a fan of Outlander? Sorry. Uh, yeah, she is an absolute fan of the novels. She does not watch the TV series because she didn't want the TV people to get in her way as far as her performances go. She called uh, Kat Katriona Balf, uh, um, the the main uh, Claire character in the series. She said, she's a newbie. She's, she, I'm Claire. She's a newbie. She's a Johnny-come-lately. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, she's never watched the series, but she loves, loves, loves the books. Yeah. I actually, okay, like, I'll bring up Harry Potter again. I feel like we're, I'm going to bring up Harry Potter every time because it's the series that I'm most, you know, involved with, like, critique-wise. and You have to. Just, you exactly. Have to. Yeah. There's no way. I shouldn't even have to explain this, guys, okay? But uh, <laughs> the, the thing is, when I, when I, abs- the way that I absolutely love Jim Dale's performance, um, I can't even fully appreciate Stephen Fry's performance because I'm so engulfed in uh, Jim Dills. And then watching the movies is an absolute disaster. 
And <laughs> and I know people who love the movies, but and and the same thing with Outlander, the show, right? It has such a huge following, but once you're you know, thrown into the audiobook side and the narrator, the narration and performance of it that way. Um, even hearing other people do voices is like, ah, I can't, got to turn this off. So, yeah. See, I don't feel I'm a, I'm a little more flexible than I would have been a, about kind. 20 years ago. But I'm a little more flexible about <laughs> those kinds of things. Haven't read the Stephen Fry's, so don't know. But mm-hmm. um, I still, I mean, I'm sorry, Maggie Smith is is a good McGonagall in my opinion. Oh yeah, she's good. <laughs> Probably my favorite if I had to. I had to choose a character. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is great. I mean, it's so nice to to learn, you know, behind the scenes, but also the background, right? Like that tidbit about um, Davina's swimming, helping her with lung capacity. I know. She just <laughs> threw that in there. I was like, hey, cool. Exactly. That's not something that you can really make the connection to yourself until they say it. No, absolutely. This helps me in my current career but uh like you said she's 84 she's asking for a break and um maybe she'll pop up in something sometime for all you fans but that's awesome yeah yeah well um i think that's it i think this is it unless there's anything else you want to throw in there that we no, may I have think missed. we're pretty good we're good right okay perfect yeah. well I'm looking forward to next month for Know Your Narrator as well because I'm learning a lot with these segments. So uh, now we know that there's a Narrator Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Keep tabs. Sarah, thank you so much. We'll chat in September. Yeah, thanks a lot. Sarah Hill is joining us for Know Your Narrator. This is a monthly segment we're uh, tossing on to AMI Audiobook Review. And that's it for this week's episode. We'll be back next time around with a guest, an avid audiobook listener. Until then, happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.